up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 36, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. My dealers <laughs> use Jitterbug. Baseball, Ben. Welcome back, sir. Oh, thank you, thank you. It is good to be back, Justin. How are you, my friend? Doing well this evening. Doing well. Why were we talking about Jitterbug? I don't know. <laughs> you brought it up. That is true. That is true. Uh, who do we have out there riding in from the West on a pale horse? What is going on out there? Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast. Number three, the great Sam Bino. Good evening, Sam. Hello. How are y'all? Doing well, man. Doing quite well. How are you? I'm good. I'm watching the Rangers get beat by the Oakland Athletics, um, and everything else is pretty pretty good in life. I think I figured out why they're losing. Oh? I think the Rangers are distracted by your shirt. Uh, <laughs> it's a good shirt, though. I mean... It's a solid shirt. That's what $8.95 will get you at uh, America's store, Walmart. I'm surprised it wasn't American Eagle. You battled back pretty hard on American Eagle pretty fast last episode. Well, that's because I think I think my shorts are from there. I still haven't. I don't actually look at the labels. They it's the be. same shorts. He, he has one pair of shorts. <laughs> he wears them every day. It is, these are my podcast shorts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, I need a podcast incredible. uniform. I, I think we should figure out. So, I mean, Sam and I were pretty close last time with the whole matching shirt thing, though. That's what I heard. Both of you have matching uh, Nippon Ham Fighters jersey. <laughs> yep. Is that what it is? Is no. it Tokyo Giants? Tokyo Giants, Tokyo, yeah. Tokyo, Tokyo Giants. Giants. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's the Hiroshima stuff, Bombers. It, Jimmy has one, too, actually, right? It's the Hiroshima Carp. I have a shirt for them, too. Oh. Nice. My brother, was at the, uh, my brother was at the uh, St. Paul uh, Minneapolis airport, and I guess they were selling Japanese baseball jerseys, and he got me one that just says Crane. <laughs> <laughs> no city, just says Crane. That is really good. Oh, that's such an incredible story. Ben, speaking of stories, you owe Sam a story. I do owe Sam a story. Sam, I was listening back to our last episode. Absolute podcast gold, by the way, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for... Um, y'all do pretty well. Um, I, I would love to say that I add so incredibly much to these episodes, but I got to say, even whenever I'm out digging a hole in my father-in-law's yard, y'all do a great job. <laughs> that wasn't even your yard? <laughs> oh, why would I dig in my yard? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? That's the. <laughs> it just makes it so much more depressing. It's not even your hole. <laughs> it is my hole. Anyway, it's a long story. That's not important. That's not why we're here. We are not here to, to talk about the holes because now there's two of them, but that's okay. Okay. Why yeah. Oh, I forgot about this. You were picking up a piece of paper and hurt yourself. Yeah. Um. It's a little more complicated, but yes, when you boil it down to the uh, lowest common denominator, that's what happened. My wife back in January saw this like online viral challenge thing where you fold a piece of paper and you set it on the ground and then you try and stand on one foot and pick up the paper with your mouth. 
And I did not successfully pick up the paper with my mouth. I made a crack about saying, oh my God, I'm totally going to fall and bust my face. It's going to be hilarious. No, I fell, tried to catch myself and completely dislocated my right shoulder. Oh my God. Ouch. To make it even worse, um, we were like just about to watch, like we just put the kids to bed. We were just about to watch the like season finale of The Good Place on NBC. Great show, by the way. Um, anyway, but, um, yeah, so I arrived on the ground in pain, the TV show started, I sat on the couch in pain and when it was over, I drove to myself to the hospital so we wouldn't have to wake up the kids. Wow. <laughs> well, at least there was a challenge involved. That's true. It just wasn't the challenge he thought he was walking into. Yeah. It wasn't just me thinking, <laughs> huh, I wonder if I can pick up that paper on the ground with my mouth. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a dinosaur. I love how you. I, appreci- I also appreciate that you stuck it out and watched your show on the couch, and then went to the hospital. Yeah, man. I also. Pro move. I also appreciate how you just went all Hank Hill there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Awesome. Good stuff. Uh, all right, Ben. Do you have a ad for us? Yeah. Let me see who's sponsoring the pod. Here we go. Are you tired of being tired? Are you sick of being wet? Well, look no further than King Felix's Mattress and Umbrella Store. That's right. Stay dry while enjoying a peaceful night's sleep in an allegedly sleepless city. Fall asleep to some soft grunge. Stay dry from the rain and get ready for the day with some over-roasted hot bean water after enjoying the greatest sleep of your life, all while being rested thanks to Felix Hernandez. Back to you, Justin and Sam. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bean water? <laughs> yeah, Justin's been doing these great combo ads lately, so I thought I'd work in like a, a mega emporium. I love it. I have so Over-roasted many... Over-roasted pe- bean water. That yeah. was fucking funny. Yeah, with like the like um, skanky mermaid on the cup. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Not naming any names, I Not appreciate that very much. Yeah, you don't think that their that their coffee tastes periodically overcooked? Oh, I do. Overroasted. I do, but we're not here to criticize Starbucks, I guess. Or anyone. Correct. Never. <laughs> we don't have segments dedicated to this or anything. Entire <laughs> segments dedicated towards criticizing people. Exactly. Uh, we'll by see- the way. Oh, go ahead. Fun fact for uh, you outfielder listeners, grounds crew, uh, King Felix, not actual royalty. Yeah. That I could have guessed. <laughs> Thanks. They there can't you. all be winners, folks. I'm searching my brain box for a guy with the name Duke in it and mentioning that he's also not royalty, but I can't come up with a name. <laughs> you say Doc Ellis wasn't a real doctor. <laughs> there you go. Well, I guess that's a nice segue into the piece of shit corner. That's right. I'm super excited. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular schedule of programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take 
It's piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. Great. Let's talk pieces of shit. Uh, first, current player. We have a man named Enrique Kiki Hernandez. He is he is a pitcher, evidently, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> evidently. You like, you like where this is headed? I do. Uh, he, last night, was pitching against the Philadelphia Phillies. He faced four batters. Uh, I'm going to walk you through what he did, batter by batter, and the outcome. Okay. Uh, first batter, one pitch, line out. Sounds great. Second, second batter, five pitch walk. Third, okay. third batter, four pitch walk. <laughs> oh, boy. Fourth batter, four pitch home run, three runs. That is 0.1 innings pitched, one third inning pitched. Mm -hmm. That means he has a career ERA of 81. (laughs) Nice. And a whip of (laughs) 9.0. That deserves applause. We got to get this guy a trophy. (laughs) I don't know why they put that pitcher in there, but he's not very good. Well, uh, outfielders, he's actually a position player, and yeah. um, L.A. just ran out of relievers yesterday in 16 innings against the Phillies. Couldn't get no relief? Nope. No satisfaction either because yeah. uh, that's the worst stat line I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's definitely probably the worst I could never think of. I, I don't think there's a, anybody worse. Three runs in one-third inning off of one hit. Mm. Opponent batting average 500. Wow. Damn, who does he think he is? Dylan Bundy? Oh, ouch. Yeah, he's getting rocked by the Red Sox right now. Damn straight he is. <laughs> cool. Second piece of shit, former Wilson... player. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was no, going to say p- position player pitching. Did y'all see that um, uh, Anthony Rizzo? <laughs> yeah. I actually did see that. <laughs> Recorded an out pitching. <laughs> Same exact situation. I think we're on pace to beat the record for position players pitching this season. Yeah, I guess. Teams are getting real cute with it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what the GM set out for. Like, they have, all right, we need wins, we need war, and we need cuteness, people. What are we going to (laughs) do? You're going to have Anthony Rizzo pitching a game that doesn't matter anymore. Exactly. It's just interesting how quick managers are to be like, ah, all right, this is over with. Get this the fuck out of this. If it was 20 to 1, okay, but this was only like 7 to 1. I mean, you're right, but okay. Sorry, I did not mean to derail us. I am super ready for the second piece. We can definitely derail because the, the Dodgers totally gave up. This was a winnable game, and they gave zero fucks any longer. It's so crazy to me. Yeah, well, Whatever. The, Phillies went, the Phillies were more in it, and they won it. Good yep. for them. Good for them, indeed. Second piece of shit, former player, a man named John Rocker. Do either of you know who John Rocker is? No I idea. don't. John Rocker. Is that you called John Bon Jovi? <laughs> that was Cricket so chirps. stupid. Cricket chirps. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but you're laughing. <laughs> it was so stupid. John Rocker um, is a, was a reliever in the MLB. He had six seasons. He played with the Braves most famous, famously. He also played for the Indians, the Rangers, and the Rays. He has a career war of 3.5. He had a 3.42 ERA, a 1.42 whip, and he has 88 saves. Okay. Now, over it's, it's a mid, middling career, I would say. Yeah. Uh, John Rocker is a piece of shit because uh, 
off the field, he's a piece of human garbage. He has famously derided the city of New York and all of its inhabitants. He once came out of the bullpen and flicked off the entirety of Yankee Stadium, I believe, or maybe maybe it was City Field, I don't recall. Um, he's also somewhat of a xenophobe. Um, he also believes that if uh, gun control was looser, there wouldn't have been a holocaust. Uh, also linked, linked to <laughs> <Hold> that. <laughs> Let's stop right there. I need to unpackage this. If gun control in America... <laughs> Germany. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I was, it's a I was trying better, to follow you, man. <laughs> I was really trying. If there were looser <laughs> gun laws in Germany in the late 30s, there would not have been a Holocaust. That is his belief. That seems wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some opinion. Everyone's entitled to opinion. Some of them are just really shitty and wrong, and that's yeah. one of them. Okay. Also linked to steroid use, and he's threatened reporters on multiple occasions. So... Um, players also like outwardly mocked him when he was on, on the field running to the mound when he was on the mound and he just broke down and had a really, really shitty go with the last couple of years. I Fuck you, John Rocker. I, I wish I knew more about this guy. Oh my God. He was famously terrible human being in the nineties. I guess I just don't recall that too much. It's a shame. That's you a shame. were too busy listening to third eye blind. Probably, <laughs> probably so. All right. What's next? Third piece of shit. I'm actually going to hand it over to Ben to talk about uh, something that is both near and dear to his heart and my own, but I think he's going to say it best. Ben, you want to take it away? Uh, yes, I would absolutely love to take it away. Your third POS for the evening, which is your baseball tangential, is going to be pine tar. Specifically, this day in history, 25 years ago, is the, uh, well, yesterday, but whatever, close to this week in history, is the very famous pine tar incident. Gentlemen, do y'all know of the pine tar incident? I'm thinking of Michael Pineda a couple of years ago when he like had it on his neck or something. Yeah. I don't know of the famous one. Yeah, I think he was uh, like um, rubbing himself with it. But no, what ended up happening? <laughs> Wait, <excuse me. laughs> allegedly. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so basically, um, pine tar incident, also called the pine tar game. Uh, it was basically July 24th, 1983, at Yankee Stadium, which is still in New York. Basically. George Brett, who was third baseman for the Royals, just jacked a two-run shot in the ninth to give the team the lead. But as he is rounding home plate, or crossing home plate, rather, um, Yankees manager Billy Martin um, goes up to the umpires and is like, hey, this run should not count because there's too much pine tar on his bat. And like all the umpires gather, they're looking at it, they're looking at the bat, they're having a conversation. There's an awkward point where they lay the bat across home plate, like lengthwise, so you can try and see the length of the plate versus the length of the amount that his bat is covered in pine tar. And I had to look this up because believe it or not, gentlemen, I don't know everything about baseball. Uh, batters are coating their batters are coating their bats in pine tar to get like a better grip on it. Sometimes pitchers will use it for the balls as well. But anyway, long story, a little shorter. Um, they nullified the home run. What do y'all think? Should batters be allowed to coat their bats in a sticky substance? Hard yes. It's a safety issue. Exactly. Got to hold on to that bat. Exactly. How many times have we seen a bat fly out of a hand and fly into the fucking stands or something? It's so dangerous. At least three dozen times from piece of shit Josh Hamilton. Exactly. Yeah. And isn't that the old expression, a bat in the hand or two in the bush? 
Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> I like how we both said it at the same time. Yeah, sure. Sure. Ben, if you prefer. Right. Sure. Why not? Um, yeah, man, that I, the first thing that jumped into my mind was the Michael Pineda thing as well, Sam. Um, but I have a hard time taking anything away from George Brett because he's kind of a baseball hero in my eyes. Anybody that shit their pants at the Bellagio is ace in my book. <laughs> I was going to say an eternally banned from the Bellagio lobby. <laughs> it's the same guy. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> he has a fiery passion and sometimes a fiery hot red butthole. Yeah. So I was eating all these shrimp outside the Bellagio. <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> I didn't know he was part of a biker gang. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I also, just a big ass mustache. <laughs> I also pictured him as one of those people that just lay on the bridge. They're just sitting there eating shrimp. That's what that mental picture is. Wow. The bridge by the Tropicana. No, not that one, but just any of the bridges out there. They're all filled with okay. people that just lay around. But anyway, um, so I have a hard time ever taking anything away from George Brett because he's just an icon. I mean, uh, the fact speaking that he- of icons, 3,154 hits, 317 home runs. Uh, career batting average of 305. Yeah, he's he's solid, man. Does, does he still have anything to do with the or, or the uh, Royals organization? I'm pretty sure he does, right? Last I checked. Yeah. What a guy. What else you got on it, Ben? Um, so really, I wanted to make sure we get the historical accuracy on it. But when it comes down to it, I think I'm the POS because part of me definitely agrees with y'all where I'm like, yeah, we can't have bats flying into the stands. Um, also, it's kind of like a very second grade thing of Billy Martin to do to come out of the dugout after the balls like landed in the stands and to say, well, I think your bat's just a little too crooked or whatever. I just that seems wrong. Um, yeah. I don't know why he talks like that, but in my mind, he does. Uh, the other thing that like makes you think that the team knew that the bat was juiced is like as soon as the umpires called him out, George Brett like bursts out of the dugout and is just given a mouthful to the uh, to the umpire. Well, another Kansas City Royal player like snags the bat and tries to run off with it in the dugout <laughs> to like hide it, and they have to have security go chase him down. There's something to be said for using too much of it. I think. Um, but if you think about it, if the, if the pine tar goes too far on the bat and it's eventually covering the barrel, that's not going to help batters. Like I don't, right. Right. that's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of a strange rule. Strange rule for sure. Awesome. Love it. All right, Sam, who's the final piece of shit then? Yeah. The final piece of shit is rye bread. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, rye bread. Um, you're just not, you're just not my bread, my bread, hashtag not my bread. Any particular reason or just, we don't need to know. Well, the taste, there's the anise seed, I think is what is in rye bread that gives it that very distinct flavor. Um, not my thing. It's one of the few, I'll eat pretty much anything. Rye bread uh, is not one of them. So sorry, rye bread. I'm not going to say go fuck yourself because it's very popular and I'm sure people like it. Can't hard to, hard to hate on bread, but I don't like rye bread. So I don't like it either. So if, so in that case, two questions, what type of bread do you like most? And what type of bread do you like yeast? Oh, uh, rye bread, definitely the yeast, the most, um, I like a nice whole wheat that'll do nicely. Okay. I'm good. So Dutch I'm crunch. 
I'm more of a on this topic. So rye bread is definitely the yeast, and then please mark. We'll have to mark that. Um, and then I'm more of a honey wheat guy. Keep your fucking sugar out of my breads. It's not much. It's just a little bit. I'm gonna have to go with the best is sourdough. Ooh, sour- boom! Sourdough's a strong solid, take. But- Especially uh, in toast form with like an over medium egg that when you get the yolk broken, it just soaks into it. Can I change my answer to sourdough? Because that sounds like (laughs) that sounds like the right answer. Yeah. And I'm going to change mine then back to whole wheat instead of. (laughs) (laughs) We've come full circle. Ben and I are in the sourdough corner, but I'm definitely I'm sourdough is close for me. For sure. Uh, Remember to potato bread. Is that still a thing? That's still a thing. I love potato it's good bread. For like hamburger buns. Yeah. 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 Overly caloric. Oh, oh yeah. You'll get full like so <laughs> Those are the pieces of shit. Kiki Hernandez, John Rocker, Pine Tar, and Rye Bread. You name the time frame, I'll name an asshole. I love it. Well done, Sammy. Thank you. Love it. Um, all right. So we're gonna bypass around the diamond we're going to talk about we're going to do a new segment i don't know if this is going to be a segment segment but we're calling it a segment today uh we're going to gather around the hot stove Ooh, i'm rubbing my hands together for warmth <laughs> ben you don't seem amused <laughs> well i would uh, it's like 110 degrees in north texas today so <laughs> that's a good point no, it's, I'm I'm super uh, I'm super jacked. I cannot wait to talk about the hot stove. So I think most notably, uh, two big moves: Zach Brighton, Britain. I heard a lot of people on the news are calling it Britain. I've been saying Brighton for a long time. I don't even know anymore because I feel like I've heard Brighton from you, but Britain everywhere. Else. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and blame the Orioles organization for not crafting a team good enough to be in the news for me to hear his name. How about that? Like How about it. that Orioles? Yeah, I like it. Come at me. Uh, Zach Britton traded to the Yankees. Um, the Yankees, I think I said, correction from last episode, I think I said the A's have the best bullpen. Uh, not true. It's definitely the Yankees. They're the first in every measurable category. Uh, and even more so now that they have Zach Britton. I feel yeah, like that'll certainly make a difference. So the Red Sox went out and got Nathan Eovaldi today, which I definitely agree they needed. But I'm surprised that they didn't go after a bullpen hand. And I'm surprised the Yankees didn't go after a starter. It's almost like they did the opposite of what the other team needed to do. So on top of the fact that the um, Yankees bullpen is already really good, they now have Zach Britton. I think um, this is a little bit of a malicious move on the Yankees part. I think they picked up Britain to, well, obviously not only have a really good pitcher on their team, but also to block him being acquired by the Astros, the Cubs, the Red Sox. Yep. Those are the, I think those are the major players. It's a big blocking move, cock block, really. I like it. So in that case, do we know, like, from a contract standpoint, is he likely going to try to stay with the Yankees? Or do you think that this is just like a one year sort of screw you rest of the Major League Baseball, we can spend whatever we want sort of thing? I think he's a rental. Yeah, he's a rental for sure. So he'll be out after this anyway. So, so this it doesn't is really purely matter. an eighteen play. Yep. So I, I agree with that. I think that they were trying to make sure that the Astros or the Red Sox did not get him. Um, so I'm, I can't wait to watch the Red Sox turn around here in a couple of days and go out and acquire a bullpen hand, and then Keone Kella. They're going to get Keone Kella. I've heard that they've actually checked in on him. 
I'm not surprised. He's doing pretty well this season. But Eovaldi's a really good pickup. He has the lowest whip in the AL. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's back from the DL pretty recently, like maybe three or four starts. Yep. And he, he'll eat innings and he'll do a good job. Yep. Um, and with a good defense behind you, I mean, there's no telling what he'll be able to do wins-wise. So let's let's look into it this way, Justin, because you brought up the Red Sox. We know that there's a few different um, few different names that have been floated around. How all what all have the Red Sox done to shore up their um, their place? We talked about Evaldi, and then who is the infielder that they got? Steve Pierce. Steve Pierce. Steve. Yeah, big dick. Okay. Steve Pierce. Big Dick Steve Pierce? Hmm, interesting. I just saw him make a pretty big error in the Boston Red Sox-Orioles game. Yeah, but he's also done a hell of a lot more. Like, he's been wildly productive so far for them, though. That's the first, like, real big error I've seen out of him. I'll save my Steve Pierce insult for a later time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That seems like an odd tease, but all right. Okay, so um, trades that have happened. Uh, it's been a few episodes since I've been on with y'all uh, since our All-Star Game show. How do y'all think Machado's doing out West? Loving it. Really well. I've watched him play three games this week against the Phillies. Uh, game one, he had a triple, and then he tagged from a shallow fly ball in like left center field. No one's tagging from this ball, and he fucking hustled his ass off. He's doing real well. I think he's hitting probably like 270 or something over the games that he's played for the Dodgers, Um, but productive and probably pretty happy about where he is. Yeah. Good. And Justin Turner going down, going on the DL definitely forced him over to third again, but I think he's only on the 10 day DL, isn't he? That sounds right. I feel like everybody goes on the 10 day unless they have like a very major surgery. They're using the 10 day a lot. Darvish is is on the 10 day. I was going to say May 3rd. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Turner 10 day for groin. As long as it's not Legionnaire's disease, they're going on the 10-day. If it's the flu or a hangover or Legionnaire's, they're going on the 7. Yeah, the hand, foot, and mouth disease that fucking DeGrom or uh, Syndergaard picked up. Unbelievable. So um, for what it's worth, which, by the way, the hand, foot, and mouth reference in the last episode (laughs) is incredible. Um, I definitely have, um, you know, heard of in my 30 years on this earth, I've heard of Legionnaire's disease, but Sam, you've brought it up twice now. I have my sources in front of me. Please describe what is Legionnaire's disease? Is this supposed to be a rapid fire question? I don't really. (laughs) Can I just say, I don't know. My friend had it in high school and I was like, where the hell did Jonathan Cochran go? And then he came back. He's like, I had Legionnaire's disease. I know it's super rare and you usually get it abroad. And that's kind of all I know. I think it just shuts you down a little bit. So I have it in front of me because y'all piqued my interest. Legionnaire's (laughs) disease is a severe form of pneumonia, lung inflammation, usually caused by infection. Legionnaire's disease is caused by bacterium known as Legionella. There you go. You can't catch it from direct person to person contact, but instead you get it from inhaling bacteria, which Gross. sounds terrible. Yeah. That Yuck. Is, that is a much better explanation than Sam's. That's for sure. <laughs> well, in my head, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure Legionnaire's disease is just like the Roman legions would get sick. Like, that was what I thought it was. <laughs> that, kind of like how pirates get scurvy if you were, like, um, crusading through Europe in the year 200 get legionnaire's disease <laughs> i know it's fairly rare and fairly i guess it has a high mortality rate also you're you went to high school with a dude that defended oj 
Mm, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he he got a ton of that shit. Unbelievable. <laughs> Good old OJ. Um by the way, Steve Pierce is batting uh 405 with the Red Sox so far. On base 477 has a 1.099 OPS. I'm not I'm not sure why you defend him. You just saw what he did with his mind. It was a huge huge yeah, error. Yeah, it was one error. As a Rangers fan, that doesn't seem fair. Yeah. I get it. I would love to have someone hitting 405. I'd love to have yeah. someone hitting 305. Or just 3. We'd take a flat 300. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> 300. It absolutely infuri- Let's not get ambitious. <laughs> it absolutely infuriated me the other day. We were talking, I was listening to local radio and they were talking. This is kind of in relation to the Rangers. Um, they were talking about how to fix the shift and all this and like, you know, how to get if they should get rid of the shift and all that. And then they started talking about Joey Gallo and how there was a situation the other night where he could have literally bunted down the third base side and walked in a run to win a game because it was a bases loaded in the bottom of the 10th. And he fucking struck out because he was trying to trying to bat the ball because he knew that they were shifting on him. And they were trying to make the case that they should just get rid of the shift. It's like, just fucking bunt. I don't understand. I understand it's it's a very difficult thing to do. Again, if you listen to Jason Worth, it's the hardest thing to do in the galaxy to hit a baseball. Um, but try. Like shifts are getting <laughs> shifts are getting like more pervasive and smarter. So you know, maybe give it a, give it some effort, practice it a lot, and um, see what happens. Yeah, I'm a huge believer in just watching just the nature of baseball sort of evolve. Uh, especially the back and forth between like which decades are more hitters decades, which decades are more pitching decades, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that we've really kind of turned a corner in 2018, especially with how the shift is being utilized um, more and more and more. And it's just going to be really interesting to see what the game does to, you know, a, does it need to course correct B if it does how and C if it doesn't need to course correct, what's then the natural sort of reaction to this action? Yeah. Sam and I've talked a lot about that. I don't think that they can do anything about it. I mean, in terms of like regulation. Yeah. Well, I've just heard like BS crap that they're like, they're even talking about drawing lines on the field that you have to start the play. And I just think that's horse shit. I agree. Um, you know, I think that the people who come up with those things need to get Legionnaires' disease. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wishing wishing them to breathe in bacteria. Maybe you should send them an envelope. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a felony. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer, Some but sort of strange anthrax type joke. <laughs> I don't think they should regulate it. I think the team should get smarter about how they train their hitters. I agree. Just fucking bunt. Just try. Like, you're obviously a good baseball player. Like, right. Just St- start now. Maybe you'll be good in two years at exactly. bunting the ball. Like, yeah. not hard. And then they will stop shifting and exactly. then you can mash it. Do it like eight times and then they're going to move back over and then you're going to be able to fucking hit the piss out of a fucking ball. Yeah. And I, you know, I think we oversimplify it a little bit because it is super hard to do the things that we're saying just do, but they're not even trying. They're not right, trying. Right. Exactly. That's a big difference. I just want to see a team do it just once. Like the Rangers should do that. Why why the hell wouldn't you? Like this is the time to try shit like that. <laughs> I don't know, Justin. No a lot going for them with a 42 and 60 record, <laughs> 24 and a half back. No, I think that's the, that proves my point though. This is the time to fucking figure something like that out. 
they're, they're show, I'm watching the game right now, the Rangers A's, and they're showing footage of the new stadium being built and all the concessions yeah. and everything. And people will not show up to those games if they bunt every at bat. Hey, dude, all he's going to do it is like eight times, and then teams are going to, you know, after that, yeah. it'll work itself out. Sam, I'm going to counterpoint that they will if him bunting will get him a W. Fair. Very, very fair. Yes, you're totally correct. Yeah, that's true. I could see that. I'll definitely go because my tax dollars are paying for it. So, <laughs> you know. Sucks to live in Arlington. May, may as well pay some more money to go watch it. <laughs> Where does that hit your pocketbook? Is I thought it was like hotel taxes or something. Yeah, it's, it's actually hotel taxes and stuff. But <laughs> it definitely well, Zero impact. Zero impact. I know. That'll get all of your hotels, Justin. When I make my mother stay in a hotel. When she comes from Rockwall, <laughs> you have like a big ass house, and you're like, "Oh, sorry, mom, we just got the podcast yeah, room." Exactly. <laughs> That's Penny's room. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not Penny's giving up the cat, by the way. Have you seen basketball? We're like, "That's Jenkins' bed. This is your bed." Ben, have you seen basketball? You better have. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I'm just checking because after the weekend at Bernie's debacle, I'm. I'm Concerned about your movie watching. Which, out of context, if people didn't know that that was a movie, it'd be like, Ben, after we spent that weekend at Bernie's place and you mess things up. <laughs> it's a debacle, you know? Oh, man, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Any other trade stuff that's happened? I don't really think so. Those are the major ones. I mean, there's been a ton of um, minor league deals here and there and people being activated and some DL moves, but... Um, there's still some there's still some pieces to be to be played. I think the Orioles have a lot more to give up. Um, Jonathan Scope, 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 Scope. Yep. And um, Adam Jones probably going somewhere. I think. Also, um, it looks like the Blue Jays are on the verge of dealing Hap. Yeah. Which is like they're only good yep. pitcher. So. And somehow the Blue Jays are still seeking suitors on Josh Donaldson, who's been garbage. That's unbelievable to me. And his calves are costing them millions upon millions of dollars each. Per leg. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best things you've ever brought to the show. That was so funny. Love <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, I still think the Yankees trade Sonny Gray, or try to. I saw, I saw that they may be interested in Cole Hamels. <clears throat> yeah, if they get a decent replacement, I wouldn't be surprised if they shipped sunny gray to the a's again or i'm sorry not the a's um the rays potentially oh okay interesting or chris chris archer yeah but it, what if they were to add hamels do you think he would lay or wave his no trade to go there to the yankees she'll mention that he, he i find it hard to believe that the players would say don't trade me to the yankees the team with the deepest pocket books ever he established the no trade in his contract though and they were on that list you Boston said there were too. like eight teams that he would go to. Exactly. Hmm. He had to waive it for to go to Texas. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he waived it. Yeah, it's not like Texas is doing anything. Yeah. He's got a shot at a winning ball club if he is proposed to go to the Yankees. What do you think the Yankees would have to give up for that? To Cole for Cole Hamels? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, that's a thing because. They've got a hell of a system because they've done nothing but build for the past like three or four years in a very Yankees way, too. So I absolutely am not. I, I've, I've covered it in a previous podcast where I think that 
I like John Daniels, but I'm angry at him. But I'm not angry at him. I'm angry at ownership for handcuffing him because I feel like given what Rangers ownerships will allow John Daniels to deal, we would get rid of Cole Hamels and all we would get is like an angry George Costanza meme. Yep. Yeah. And a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. No, no jelly. I don't know. <laughs> no jelly. <laughs> It's so um, sad. <laughs> I know it really is. I just like, picture it. Just imagine Bannister sitting in the clubhouse. Just <laughs> this could use some jelly. Yeah, the the paper bag would have Banny Rooster twenty eight written on it. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Banny Rooster twenty eight, we'd love to have you on this podcast. By the way, absolutely. Um, I don't know. It would be a, probably a couple of minor leaguers. I don't think because I mean they'd still have to take on. I think he's controllable for a couple more years. I and think it's two more. Yeah, that's something like that. And so, I mean, the Yankees have a deep system. I'm sure that it would just be a few minor leaguers, which is what the – what I mean, I don't think he's going to fetch like a Gliber Torres type of prospect. But no, like, like no. They, but like type of prospect, not him, but like a type of prospect. But, you know, somebody maybe a little bit lower down than that, something like that. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I don't know their farm system well enough to say who we would get, but yeah, it's better than what we've got now. I'm just saying I think it would be a couple of relievers. Something like that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, anything else, boys? Where um, y'all hit on it a little bit last episode, but where do you think um, LA should be looking next? Which LA? Uh, Dodgers. Hmm. Pitching. Okay. Starting pitching. Well, they they got Walker Bueller back this yep. week. Um, they're going to get Hyunjin Ryu back. In a couple weeks, Kershaw back? Question mark. Back. Uh, I think in August, which is only like six days away. Oh, is he? Has he been out again? Let me see. I think he got back before the All Star break and stayed back. Anyway, regardless, he he's either gonna be here soon or or like already is. So, um, yeah, but they could still probably stand to add like a long, a couple long relievers or something like that. Like maybe a four or five guy. Um, trying to think of who that would be. Mm. That's a team where Cole Hamels would probably be a fit. Uh, Kyle Gibson, Kyle Gibson needs mm. to go somewhere. Yes. I could see that. I could definitely. And um, there's a couple Oriole Dylan Bundy. I think he's getting shit on right now, <laughs> so but uh, he's... Kyle Gibson, like would Minnesota move him? Yeah, I think so. I think they would. They've got they've got enough young pitching prospects in um, Fernando Romero. He's really good. He's like a, a younger Jose Barrios who was um, a prospect last year and it's just nails right now. Healthier too. Um, they have Urban Santana back on the back from the DL today. Um, I think they they would survive. They could definitely you know get something greater in return for for that guy. I agree with that. That just seems like so. Like I don't disagree with it. It just seems like a hard sell for Twins ownership group to say, "Hey, look, we're, you know, seven and a half back after the All Star break. Let's just start dealing people." Yeah, I don't think they're going to deal people though. I think he's really probably the only one I would. I would. Think. I got you. Yeah, it's a fair point. I didn't consider where they are this year. I just have like the entire year considered them out of contention almost from the get go because they've been sure? hurt. Like they've been so hurt and sucky. I mean, Byron <laughs> Buxton has been sucky, and then um, Miguel Sano also sucky. They're both in the minors, and they, you know, expected them to both be producing at a high level 
uh, in the big leagues all year, and that just hasn't been the case. That's just on the offensive side. Yep, so true. Hmm. Man, this Baltimore team is terrible. <laughs> yeah. God, I feel God. I just feel bad for them now. I don't. I feel bad for Showalter a little bit, and that's never the case. I don't feel bad for him. Adapt or die. Dude, last night, so you were saying how they were, so they, Ben, they just vomited all over the field in like two innings before it went to like a rain delay. And um, like the night before, uh, last night, they were, it, it was, they were down like seven to three. And the Red Sox came back and pulled it like within one. Uh-huh. And because they made a series of like three or four errors in a row that were just awesome. like, my God, like God, there were two bad. times in this series of three, three errors where they overthrew first. No, <laughs> it was rough, man. They ended up getting out of it. They, uh, somebody hit into a double play, but they ended up getting, you know, but still they nearly blew that too. And not, not great. Not, not awesome. No. Oh man. All right. Is that all we got on trade talk? Yeah, nothing. we need some more pieces to move before we can talk about it. I think we've talked about Mike Moustakis yeah. and some of the other bats out there, but um, there's nothing really else to be said until we get some more action. We have six days left in the trade deadline, and then the August uh, waiver after that, so some more to come, I think. Agreed. Agreed. Ben, how much chaos do you think it would cause if after the waiver deadline if somebody put like Verlander out and then a team just swiped in and claimed him? Uh, so I would love it. Um, which by the way, you need to cut the drop of you saying, I always root for chaos or whatever. <laughs> just reminded me of like the South Park character, professor chaos. Yes. <laughs> um, no. So first off, I don't think Houston would dare put Verlander on the waiver after. No, that that's an example. Him? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why we were talking about it. Like, yeah. Uh, I think it'd be pretty, like, incredible, slightly messed up, pretty incredible. Oh, it would definitely be messed up. I would definitely do it. That's why we're not owners. That and we have no money. Well. Zero money. <laughs> the money thing is coming. We have many opinions and zero money. The checks are I'm looking. I'm looking to actually turn some opinions into some money. I don't ah. know if we have a way to do that. Yeah, I call that adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on that with the show, I think is what oh, he's yeah, getting. That's right. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. So Sam and I decided after last show, whenever we got caught with our pants down, not knowing a ton about the Cubs. Literally. Um, what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, Was he with a peanut butter sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> um, that we are going to start reviewing a series once a week that we wouldn't typically watch or there wouldn't be like, you know, just some, just stopping down for an extra series a week and really concentrating on reporting back on what we see because like we wouldn't be watching like the Pittsburghs of the world that were just on like on an 11 game win streak. Um, Sam got to watch. What'd you do? The Phillies Dodgers. Was that that series? Phillies Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Which is an exciting series. Um, I took the Indians and Pittsburgh which was a very interesting series in and of itself, but kind of in a different way. But I'll let Sam kick us off to, to begin this talking about that Dodger series. Yeah. So I'll say by, I'll start by saying that I was going to watch the Cubs and the Diamondbacks, but they start too late for my Eastern time zone blood. <laughs> um, so then I switched to the Phillies Dodgers, which ended up being a really good move because this series was phenomenal. These are two first place teams. Um, so I'll give you the top line. Uh, it was three games. The Phillies took two of those games. 
there were 34 innings. Uh, for all you math people out there, three games would normally have 27 innings. Wow. Um, in those 34 innings, there were 34 runs. There were 16 home runs, one leadoff catcher. I'm going to let that sink in. Whoa. Catcher leading off. Okay. Uh, one Manny Machado and one Nazi retired uh, during the season. <laughs> Was it's that like another, 1945. Was that another Chase Utley joke? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chase Utley is retiring. So it was his farewell. Uh, he was a perennial Philly. He signed with Philly. Um, so big standing ovations for Chase Utley to do literally nothing on the field. Um, there were, in, in those uh, 34 innings, there were 38 pitchers. Wow. wow. They K'd 75 and they walked 24. Okay, interesting. What a series. So first of all, whenever it's a lot you, of action. Yeah, in a very like jam-packed package there. Um, yeah. whenever you first told me that you were sw- like because we were talking about which series we were going to watch and Sam was like, "Well, the Diamondback series is going to be too late. So I'm going to watch the Dodgers Phillies instead." And my head automatically went to it being in LA. And I was like, <laughs> "What is this fucking guy talking about?" And then it kind of, you know, it was just like a split second kind of thing. And then I was like, oh, right. Yeah, must be in Philly. That would explain a lot. Um, yeah, so I, I can do some game-by-game game breakdown, but largely the aggregate is in those stats. Uh, Manny Machado played really, really well, both offensively and defensively. The first game, he hit that, that triple and then tagged on a ridiculously shallow fly ball and scored. Um, let's see. The... <laughs> Kiki Hernandez giving up all those runs um, and having an 81 ERA happened last night. Uh, and Trevor Plouffe, who uh, in prior seasons was very, very good, got his first home run off of a position player. So congratulations, Trevor. Um, and then today was leadoff catcher. Knapp is his last name for Philly. Led off the game. Wow. Hitting 239. So just a very interesting call by Gabe Kapler. I don't understand. Yeah. Are we even uh, surprised? Some really good pitchers. Uh, game one was Stripling versus Eflin. Game two was Mieta versus Nala. And game three was Arietta versus Walker Bueller. So wow. these are first place teams, big bats, lots of hitting, lots of home runs, and lots of Ks. Arietta seems to be a little bit more stable in Philly than he's been in the past. I'm surprised by that. I don't like the guy. I think he's overrated. I agree with that, but I'm still just surprised he's been more stability uh yeah he's been decent yeah anyway super happy to watch uh, a couple first first place teams play it was a real slugfest uh the winner of each game had seven runs so that's kind of a a good place to be to have a a good game that you're watching and but game two went 16 fucking innings oh Oh my god God. there was no scoring between innings eight and 16 oh that's brutal it was fucking brutal, but um, I actually did watch the end, and I loved watching Kiki Hernandez give up um, a line out, two walks, and then a bomb, and have the worst stat line in the universe. So have you looked it up to see if there is any worse stat line? No, I guess it's a little hyperbolic to say the worst stat line in the universe, isn't it? I like it. The amount of hyperbole is incredible. I'm just curious <laughs> if someone's going to call us on it. Like, I don't know, in 1935, you know. It's, it's almost impossible to be worse than that. Someone would have to have the bases loaded after giving up no outs 
and then hit for them to give up a grand slam and that would be the end of their pitching they'd have an era of what like 96 or some shit (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome that's all got to be 108 they'd have an era of 108 if they had the bases loaded so you're one of the math people yeah yeah, I look at spreadsheets a lot. Hang, hanging down that with the, the number of people down in creative. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I like it. Well, I chose the uh, the Cleveland series. I thought this was going to be a really interesting series. Number one, because of how many games in a row Pittsburgh had won going into it. And they've been streaky like this. They did this at the beginning of the year where they just won a shit ton of games straight. Um, and then Cleveland just, you know, coming off the break, I wanted to kind of see how they looked and see if they've shaken off any rust. And, you know, they really started to get things going as we approach the break, which is cool. Um, so I thought this would be a good series to watch. Uh, so I'm just going to break it down game by game. I didn't total the runs or anything, Sam. So sorry. I'll do that next time. Um, no, I just felt it was very compelling, I think, to add everything up and yeah. look at the crazy amount of shit that happened. No kidding. So the first game, um, so Pirates are 52 and 49. And Cleveland uh, was 54 and 45 going into this. Uh, the Pirates won this game. This was on Monday, seven to nothing. Um, Starling Marte looked really good. Had a couple of RBIs. James Harrison looked really good. You had a pitching matchup that Sam, I'm sure, was very interested in because you had a Kluber matchup versus Trevor Williams. Bed. Dude, he has been struggling so much lately. That's the worst. He's got thing. some knee issues, some lingering knee issues, fucking him up. Okay, because he's 12-6 and six on the year, but like three of those losses have come in his last three starts or something like that. It's not looking good. No, it's not awesome. Um, so it was a pretty good pitching matchup. Uh, Trevor Williams pitched a complete game, which was awesome. So, Or no, he didn't. He put – sorry. That's right. I only caught half of this game. So, God, I wish you weren't a liar. I know. I'm a son of a bitch. I'm sorry. Uh, it just doesn't list <laughs> who came in after him. That's fucking weird. What uh, if Justin believed that every bit of the ball game that he watches is the complete game? So like he'll turn it off in the stick. And, and that was like, it. That was a good short one, but man, yeah. you know, like that was it. Like just the entire thing was resolved revolved around your viewing habits. No, it's a that'd be awesome. Um that's what this what MLB.com makes it look like. So that's crazy. But anyway, so Kluber took the loss, but yeah, he did not look right. The offense looked sluggish too for Cleveland, which was really surprising. And it just never really seemed to pick anything up. I'm sure they'll get going again, but they, they kind of their stride kind of seemed to be disrupted a little bit by the all-star break. Interesting. Um, so Tuesday night, we went into it. The Pirates also won this game nine to four. So they took two of three in this series. Um, really solid performances. Uh, Joe Musgrove was on the the mound, which was awesome. I, I like yeah, that, that awesome play uh, down the third baseline, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was uh, he was electric for sure. What an athlete! Athlete, exactly. Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> to make you angry. <laughs> Directed right at listener Dan. Uh, I also say button and important, important rather. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, so Joe Musgrove took the win, went seven innings. He uh, had two earned. He struck out two, uh, gave up one home run, 390 ERA, not too bad. Um, so it was a good, that was a good game for sure. Pirates came out on top. Again, Cleveland's offense, a little bit sluggish. Francisco Lindor came out of that game. Uh, so did Michael Brantley, so that did not help anything. Michael Brantley, I swear, cannot stay healthy. 
It kills me. He cannot. But he is on my fantasy team. He's been doing very well uh, up until the All Star break, and now he's garbage. Exactly. So pretty insane. He's the most yeah. where, like. Where was this series at, Justin? This was in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Cleveland took game three, four to nothing. That was a Trevor Bauer start, which was interesting. Uh, he took the win there. Jamie Town like, the loss. What, Ten strikeouts or something. Yeah, I'm looking right now, real quick. That dude, that dude is having a really good season if he can just stay away from the fucking drone blades. Exactly. Yeah, he struck out ten. That's such a strange guy, though. And then that was uh, the debut of Brad Hand. Struck out three. Not bad. He debuted before that and gave up runs immediately. Did he really? Maybe I missed that. Yeah, he gave up runs in his first two starts. God, okay. you're a liar. That must have been the game that I had to turn it off because of things around the house. But anyway. Was it his first save attempt, maybe? Yes, that's what it was. Okay. Because he got tagged with the save. That was his 25th of the season. Nice. Good yeah. for him. Not bad. Good stuff. Well, that was fun. We'll, keep, we'll continue to do it. And how long was that Pittsburgh win streak, did we say? That went to 11 before it was 11 games. That's really good. Yeah. Good for Pittsburgh. Is that the longest of the season, probably? It's got to be. Uh, I th- did, didn't the Diamondbacks have a long one in, like, April? What, like, 19 games or something stupid? That sounds right, actually. Or maybe they won like kind of... nineteen of twenty-one or something. But they were they were pretty hot early in the year. I bet they went. Yeah. We'll look into this. We'll fact check it and and check in next episode on that largest win streak of the season. But he also was kind of uh, playing in the mud or whatever the fuck they do in Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, I, I I regret saying that. It just kind of came out because I consider um, most of that <laughs> most of that region to be muddy and nasty. But actually, Pittsburgh's supposed to be a pretty cool spot now. PNC Park is arguably one of the nicest ballparks, even though nobody really goes to it. Um, <laughs> it's on my list to go to. I just hate pierogies and saying yints. <laughs> Why do you always pick on Pittsburgh? You went in to apologize and you made it worse. Just <laughs> digging yourself a hole in that. In Pittsburgh, no way man. do I feel that was a, a proper apology. <laughs> As long as it's not my oh, father-in-law's man. hole. Do you have a thing against Heinz ketchup or something? Like, <laughs> No, I just don't like the steel industry, and I think Yens is a very improper replacement for y'all. You don't like the steel industry? <laughs> yeah, what do they ever do to you? You live in Atlanta. Like, <laughs> There's steel everywhere. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Oh, fair. Brilliant talk. <laughs> brilliant talk. <laughs> but you're both aware that Pittsburgh people have a replacement for y'all, right? And they say yints instead of y'all. I don't think I've ever heard that before. It's it's supposed to be a contraction. Contraction? Is that the word? For you ones? They say yins Hmm. instead of y'all. It's just wrong. It's another one of those opinions that people have that's just wrong. Like, it's terrible. Terrible take. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. God, you just dive in so hard on Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do want to go. It's not. You it's don't actually, sound like you do. <laughs> I do. No, I really do. But I will say y'all, and when they, I'm going to be hostile. He's All like, right. I hate the Steelers, and I hate the Penguins. <laughs> Just, I wouldn't dare. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Well, that was fun. We'll keep doing that. That'll be. We'll pick some uh, series. We'll tweet it out. So that way everybody knows what we're doing. So that was awesome. That's, that's awesome. Make sure to check it out on Twitter at outfielder pod love it all right guess what time it is guys
Gunshot time. Rapid fire. Rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire. It's time. Ben, start us off. All right. Rapid fire question number one for both of you. Will Montreal get a ball club in the next decade? Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right, Sam, your turn. Is Steve Pierce, now of the Boston Red Sox, mental fortitude greater than or less to less than Flan? <laughs> I didn't know you were going to bring the Flan thing into this episode. I'm going to say yes, greater than Flan, but less than a turkey sandwich on rye. I was going to ask. Oh, was, man, smart Sammy. I was going to ask if it was in, on rye or not. Uh, I'm going to go with the Flan, I think. Flan? Okay. No. Fair. The flan's not uh, doesn't have an OPS of one point oh nine nine, so I'll take, <laughs> I'll take the yet take Pierce. Yes, not from what I've seen. Justin, you're up. All right. Would you rather use pine tar, steroids, or both? <laughs> I'm going pine tar. Pine tar. Not both. Why wouldn't you do both? Because I, I like having healthy proportions. <laughs> Yes, so politically correct. Very nice. I like it. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, is it my turn? Yes. Uh, who on the Boston Red Sox drinks skim milk? Mitchy two bags. <laughs> Incorrect, sir. It's Drew Pomerantz. Drew definitely drinks skim milk. God, what a weirdo. Drew Pomeranian. Uh, question for both of you. Will Jimmy Midtown be back to protect his game show crown? That depends on whether we put on another game show episode. Oh, I think that's definitely happening. If the answer to if we're if we're having a game show episode, he will be back, and he'll probably do even better than last time. That's my prediction. I think though that we're going to change hosts. Somebody else gets to be the Alex. I'm fine with that. I love trivia, so I'm going to trivia tomorrow. I would happily host and let Ben uh, answer questions. I I have to give Ben the opportunity to be super smart. Yes. That'd be awesome. Um, All right, Justin, you're up. How many more holes does Ben have to dig this summer? <laughs> At least one, Alex. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, no, for part of the renovation, I don't have to dig any more new holes. I have to make each hole bigger, and then I have to dig a trench. <laughs> You should talk to Ron Swanson about digging a proper trench. Yeah, that's right. He'll get the Swanson's kids on board. Does that, that sound will, like something you kids want to do? That will be no fun at all. <laughs> exactly. Does Gabe Kapler have more sunglasses or more supplements? Ooh. I'm going to go with supplements. He seems like the type of dude that when he opens his bathroom, it's just like a wall of supplements. Uh, and he spends like $4,000 on one pair of sunglasses. I bet you, and then he gets real douchey about like if you put him in the wrong spot or look at him wrong. I bet you that he had he buys those enormous whey protein jugs, <laughs> it's like that and thing. then mixes it with skim milk, and then puts it in his mouth, but doesn't swallow it, but just spits it out. Skim milk is water <laughs> that's lying about being milk. Back to Swanson quotes, Sam. I love it. <laughs> Justin, why would he why would he spit it out? Because he doesn't want to consume it because it's bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Oh, Makes sense. Oh. <laughs> it's connected to the dots. Um, 
Me? Yep. All right. This is going to require some critical thinking on both of you guys' parts. Oh, shit. Do I need a pen for math? No. Just creative ideas only. What are we going to do for the summer end of summer intern bash? Hot dog eating contest. I was going to say play paintball. <laughs> paintball? Maybe paintball and a hot dog eating contest at the same time. We'll invite Kobayashi, the reigning champion or whatever, and eat hot dogs until they puke. As a motivator? Is that what you're saying? Or we can like send out the interns with paintball guns and rig Justin up with like a 50 cal paintball gun, but it shoots hot dogs at the interns. Oh, boy. Last man standing gets hired. I like it. We'll be firing him off with all that mustard. (laughs) Oh, dear God. What? Y'all didn't relish in hot dog jokes? My dear, dear Lord. You're just coming so close to saying things about people's gentlemen's vegetables. (laughs) I can't write these down fast enough. You know that, right? (laughs) Radio gold. Absolute gold. Are you saying saying they're gentlemen vegetables? Is that how they reproduce? (laughs) Fantastic shit. Oh boy. All right, I'm going to go next. This show is so <laughs> stupid. This show is so stupid. <laughs> what ball player do you wish you could have seen play in real life in your lifetime in person? I'm going to go uh, Ted Williams. God damn it. That's what I was going to say. Well, I will choose say, not a Red Sox. God damn it. I know. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm going to say, because I want to say like Randy Johnson, but more like I, I'm watching baseball now as an adult and can appreciate his heyday. Yeah, You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I saw it growing up, but, like, I would love to be able to appreciate it more, I feel like. I get you. I would have liked to see Satchel Page. Okay. Tell me more. Why? Just the way that he's talked about, you know, pitching in the, in the Negro Leagues, um, the dude was just an absolute machine. Um, and they used to do this bit where they would play shadow ball and they would pantomime the entire play. And it's said that when he was pitching – the audience thought it was sat uh, thought it was shadow ball because he was pitching that quickly. Hmm. You just couldn't see the ball. Interesting. Interesting. I like it. That's great reasoning. Thank I you. just heard, I just heard this Ted guy was good and I didn't want Justin to be able to say it, so I chose Ted Williams. Fuck I'm you. happy you did that. It's like the- Just say Babe Ruth. Just say Babe Ruth. We know that's the answer. Yes. Yeah. I already answered. That's not real. He's still alive and he played while you All were right, alive. Fine. Babe Ruth then. Done. The cryogenetic head of Ted Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Should Love we say it. Head Williams. Okay. Okay. That's enough. Great. <laughs> Justin, your pun so game is like a 90 out of 91. Yeah. You've, you've fried the audience here. <laughs> fried them. All right. Who's next? I'm Sam, out. you got any questions? Those are I, I gave three. It's yeah. skim milk, flan, and sunglasses. Justin, you got any more questions? No, that was it. Well, in that case, we want to thank everyone for coming out and listening to us tonight. Uh, the two of you that are left after those amazing, amazing puns. Don't forget to check us out. We are all over social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Outfielder Pod, Facebook, at the Outfielder Podcast. Plus, check us out at our main home base, sensiblyloud.com, your one-stop shop for amazing, amazing blog posts, podcasts, whatever you want it, chances are we got it. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. That definitely helps us out. Thank you for everything.
Absolutely. Yep. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 36 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Don't text and drive. And we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Yeah.